Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of the IMO podcast. Should have been 24th, but I missed last week's episode. Sorry, sorry guys. I'm terribly sorry. I'm actually like extremely sorry for what I've done. Uh, it was my birthday on the 1st of December. And um, I had a lot of uni work as well. And uh, I somehow mismanaged what day it is. I thought that it was Monday when it was a Tuesday. And uh, it sort of messed up everything. And I had work on Friday as well. So uh, it's I just couldn't record. It ended up in a situation. I realized that Thursday was that, that Wednesday it wasn't actually th- it wasn't actually Wednesday it was Thursday uh, at the end of the at the end of the day and uh, I just couldn't you know Thursday's usually the recording time for me and I just couldn't do anything really and um I deeply apologize for that and for those of you who uh, you know don't let me just uh, increase the volume for those of you who like you know, I disappointed it. I'm terribly sorry. Listen, it was my birthday on the 1st of December as well. So consider it as like my gift from you guys, a holiday, you know. Uh, but uh, no, that's not an excuse. Uh, how you guys been? I've, I've, I've been fine. Uh, everything's good. Everything's all right. I just got a lot of backlog of uni. I just finished an essay today. Uh, 1,500 words on uh, to what extent do... Uh, do a non-mainstream parties trigger change in party policy and I used uh, the uh, Thatcher's New Right uh, Clement Attlee's uh, Labour Party and uh, the rise of Euroscepticism as an example Um, yeah listen I just I've I've been I'm only flesh and blood I ain't got a team like Kevin Hart okay my scheduling wasn't perfect i mismanaged my time i mismanaged the day not just like time it was a mismanaged day and it disappointed the fuck out of me Uh, and i'm terribly sorry i'm genuinely terribly sorry um uh, i don't know if hopefully you weren't sad because it went because i basically fucked up your own sort of uh circadian rhythms of like listening to my podcast uh on this specific day at a specific time i hope that's not an issue um but who knows with this uh rising cases of mental illness during this corona pandemic um you don't know what is and what is not um one second yep perfect sorry about that you don't know what is and what is not to be honest but i hope i'm i'm, I'm right that it didn't make that much of an effect um How's everybody's week been? My week has been great. I got my birthday gifts. I got uh, I got free vinyl albums. Uh, uh, actually, one I already owned. But uh, Stephen Wright's I, "I Have a Pony" classic, fucking classic. Uh, and uh, Bill Cosby's "Why Is There Air?" Now I love Bill Cosby's "Why Is There?" And uh, but I don't support Bill Cosby as a comedian. But I just really like that album. And I bought it secondhand, so I'm not directly supporting uh, Bill Cosby. So it's it's calm. It's calm. You know, it's calm in that regard. Um, and then they got me a record player. Uh, and I, I bought myself a cigar and smoked it in the house while my parents were in Turkey for four days. I've smoked it on Monday. And the room is full of cigar smoke right now, but they're not fucking noticing it. 
um yeah that's that's what happened uh what cigar no yeah i bought myself a cigar it was the uh, uh it was the what's it called Hoya de Nicaragua, L'Ambassador. If I'm messing that up, I'm terribly sorry. But they were really good cigars. Um, it was really good. It was really buttery, really, really creamy. And I managed to... So this is the first time cutting and and toasting a cigar for myself, uh, for, on my own. And uh, it was fantastic. I managed to figure it out. Uh, just YouTube videos and tutorials. Uh, I made that cigar. was a surreal experience. I smoked it on Monday, last Monday. Uh, well, the Monday that passed, and um, it was just buttery. But now the house is full of cigar smoke. My excuse is that my brother's PlayStation uh, 3 fried out, and we all know how fucking fried out the PlayStation 3s are when it comes to situations like this. Um, but man, that, I fucking recommend it to everyone. It's quite cheap if you buy it from the UK compared to other Cuban alternatives. It's only £18, uh, Nicaragua. Uh, and the draw was fantastic. The smoke was fantastic. Um, just just a great smoke, a great classy smoke. Uh, I would I would recommend you buy two and uh, age the second one and smoke the first one. Uh, you know, uh, because uh, if I had if I had a, if I had a humidor, I'd probably buy one right now and just age it as well. Um, but you know, who, 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 God only knows. To be honest, yeah, I would I would age I would age the second one because. Uh, I feel like if I if I age it for like three to four years or ten years, I feel like it'll be so buttery smooth and just the because it had like a like a sweet crack of flavor to it. It was weird. It was fucking weird, but I, I loved it. It had like this sweetness to it, and I feel like if I if you age it, th- those flavors would accentuate and become like a like a cinnamon bun. Like you're smoking a cinnamon bun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how good the Hoya de Nicaragua cigar was for me. And uh, I absolutely loved it. Uh, wait, we're not peaking that much. So let me increase the volume. Sorry, guys. Um, yep, so that makes sense. We are peaking right now. Uh, da, da. Nope, one second. Let me adjust the volume. Shows you I haven't been recording that much. Yeah, this makes sense. This makes sense more. So now you can hear me properly. Uh, I'll increase the volume later on and you can adjust it. Sorry, you're going to have to adjust your volume uh within the podcast so it's just like uh, just lower your volume when you hear an increase an increase of volume i'm sorry if i messed up your ears it's just that i'm not peaking enough um so yeah smoke that cigar uh uh, work oh my god it's so fun christmas at the place that i work in is fucking insane and i love it I just absolutely love it. It's so I'm so glad I got the, uh, you know my my favorite thing about working in retail is that you know the Christmas periods are fucking beautiful. It's just just the spirit of it, and everybody's like, oh yeah, this is warfare, you know, for the for the for the for not for the customers but for the employees. This is warfare. And we're gonna deal with this together. The camaraderie element of it is it, just beautiful, and I love it. And I managed to do three days in a row: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it is beautiful. Cues. I was managing the queues. We only allowed uh, 60 people in the sort of department. And uh, I was just, uh, and like just seeing the queues and everybody getting excited for Christmas and everybody not mad to be in a queue because it was only like 10, 10 to 15 minutes max. And they were just talking to them and Christmas gifts and seeing the kids. Man, it was just beautiful. I love, I love Christmas, uh, even though I don't celebrate it. I just uh, love Christmas a, a lot. Um, so yeah that was friday saturday sunday that was that was the whole process um 
bought myself a, a transformer uh the uh one of these small uh, uh cybertron not cybertron i thought a cyberverse something one of the, the one of the cartoon series is a more sort of weird ones so i've got a small megatron and i'm finally got my uh op leader um the uh, transformers from uh i think it what, what was it? transform element op leader optimus prime basically and uh the spring on the uh if he's facing me if he's facing uh the spring on the left side of it, on the left arm that connects it it got it's, it's a bit loose and i don't know how to straighten it so i bought a new spring and it arrived today but unfortunately, I ordered the wrong size spring, so I ordered another spring. Let's hope that one is the one that works. And I managed to put like a fake Optimus uh, uh, Autobot sticker on it. But man, this figure's great. Absolutely fucking great. So much, such a better alternative to the £300 uh, MP44 that Takara Tomi makes. And uh, to be honest, the engineering in this one is much better. Uh, granted, I'd probably buy the Takara Tomi MP44 just for its posability. But uh, that'll be my last sort of uh, voyage. If, uh, once I get all the Holy Grails I want, uh, in terms of Masterpiece collections for Transformers, I'll probably get the MP44. But right now it's on the bottom of my list. Um, I'm definitely going to be trying to get the um, the uh, Starscream MP52 that's going to come out. And I'm going to pre-order it from Amazon Japan because it's way cheaper. And the customs will only be £8. So until I'll be paying 100 and. 88 something like that as opposed to 220 230 uh from like kapow toys or uh kapow toys is the only place that stocks it in the uk i'm not gonna lie so you know that's that's a much better option in amazon japan um they did fucking hell they pay the original retail price for uh for masterpiece optimus primer was a hundred pounds on kapow toys and i'm just fucking surprised but yeah, Amazon Japan is the place you can get the cheapest uh, release-based, sorry for that, release-based uh, uh, Transformers. Uh, do you guys watch the Mandalorian episode on Friday? Did you guys watch it? Please tell me you guys watched the Mandalorian. Watch the Mandalorian. Um, if so, I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but if you're a uh, fan of a certain character that didn't get enough justice within the original trilogy you're gonna be satisfied and by the original trilogy i mean the luke skywalker saga you know um uh, so you're gonna be satisfied and you're gonna be satisfied also because it's building up to some insane two episodes there are rumors I'm just saying there are rumors that uh, Mace Windau, Samuel Jackson, might come back. Or Luke might come back. But I highly doubt Luke will be back. Uh, other rumors? I mean, if they got back Darth Maul in, uh, in the Han Solo movies, they might as well get back uh, Mace Windau. And the justification for Mace Windau's existence after the prequels is, is simple because, uh, you know... Uh, so Jedi's have some sort of resistance against full damage when using the Force, and uh, but we all saw Darth Sidious just <laughs> fucking fucking Mace Windower. But it would be really cool to get Mace Windower, you know. Um, my my headphones is like cracking a little bit; they're moving. I don't know why. Uh, but not not in terms of sound, but in terms of the uh, plastic bits. Sorry, 
in terms of the plastic bits. Uh, but um, yeah, man, it'll be cool to see Mace Window back. We got uh, Ahsoka Tano from the Clone Wars. She's fucking back. Oh man, that, that show that show is brilliant. If you weren't satisfied with the uh, Ray saga and and uh, and uh, Kylo Ren, you're gonna be satisfied with it. It might be Ezra Bridges or Ezra. What's his name from the uh, Rebel series? Ezra Bridger. Yeah, Ezra Bridger. It might be Ezra because they already got Bo Katan and Ahsoka. Yeah, I'm spoiling a lot. If you know, but listen, if you're a fan of Rebels, you're obviously watching The Mandalorian. Like, come on, get the fuck out of here. Um, so if they might have Ezra Bridger, uh, hopefully, if they do, uh, then I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna be forced to watch Rebels now. Uh, they already had Bo Katan, um, so it'll be cool. It will be cool, but. I, I, Ezra Bridger is a main character in Rebels, and it'll be weird to see a main character in Rebels appear in the mantle. It won't be weird, but it just—it's not as satisfying as a return of Mace Windau from the prequels, who by far had the coolest lightsaber, pink motherfucker. Um, or imagine like a fight between Darth Maul and on Mace Windau. That'll be sexy Samuel Jackson against a guy with a red face and black dots. Oh man, that'll be fucking sexy. Uh Samuel Jackson's oh Samuel Jackson. Oh mate. If, Samuel Jackson is the one they need to get. I don't fucking care. They really have Pedro Pascal, who's a fucking legit actor. Um who else the the most legit actor on there is Pedro Pascal and the guy from Creed, uh, Apollo Creed from Rocky. I forgot what his name is. Uh Carl Withers. Yeah, Carl Withers, that's the name. Uh, mate just watch that series trust me if you're not a fan of sci-fi then you know maybe expand expand your horizon so yeah mate fuck Robert Rodriguez as well from the director of the Evil Dead with Quentin Tarantino director of the last episode so there's big names man there's fucking big names let me just search up the list of Mandalorian directors Mandalorian uh, it was created by John Favreau, who, uh, if you don't know, directed the first ever uh, uh, Iron Man film and later on ignited the uh, Iron Man universe. I'm, I'm pretty sure Dave Filoni directed some of it. Um, but he should have some credit in The Mandalorian. Maybe he just did the animation. Um yeah, it's gonna be cool, and uh, I hope I hope the second episodes don't lead to someone's death. Those characters are too loved. Is it kids are watching it, man? Disney, if you're listening to this, kids are watching your show. Do not kill people. But then again, you originally killed. But that that was that was George Lucas. So yeah. Oh man. Uh, Queen's Gambit, Queen's Gambit, fucking Queen's Gambit, mate. That show is legit good, like legit good, too fucking good. Oh my god, talk about a mini series that's gonna win so many worlds. Uh, I f- fell in love with Anya Taylor Joy when I watched that movie, and then I watched her interviews, and I no longer fell in love with her. She's a pretty boring character. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the truth. Um. But her as Beth Harmon 
is actually insane. Speaking of Beth Harmon, chess.com released a Beth Harmon engine, uh, 2700, 2400, 2500, I think, uh, or 2300 uh, sort of ratings. If you don't know, if you know about chess ratings, the higher the better. Uh, Magnus Carlsen, I believe, is on 2900. Um, yeah. So if you want to play Beth Harmon, go on chess.com. That'll be the closest thing you can get to Beth Harmon. But Queen's Gambit is insane. It reignited something in ch- I love I love chess. I love playing it. I'm not particularly good at it. I'm trying to improve. I'm only twenty one. Turn twenty one on Monday, guys. Yay! So um trying to improve. I bought a I bought a chess book called the Soviet Primer, which should teach me openings. Uh, the reason why I'm trying to improve is because I realized that it's very close to stand up. You know, strong opener, strong mid game, and a uh, and a solidifying end game is very similar to stand up set and the thought process of it. So yeah, that's why I'm trying to improve in chess because I feel like, um, yeah, jo- uh, this is going off topic a little bit, but it will make sense once I link it. Um, what's his name? Uh, what's the what's the name of that guy? Yeah. Uh, what's the name of that game? Is it a singer songwriter that was big before Ed Sheeran came in? Um, uh, John Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah, John Mayer, uh, his way of keeping confident was he used to just play guitar solo. And uh, there's no way of keeping confident for a comedian because you need the crowd next to you all the time, unless you make your mother laugh, but then that's just your marker and you have some sort of sense of doubt. So I guess playing chess online and just learning tricks and all that is, is the closest thing, I, in my opinion, for me logically, to maintaining uh, comedic confidence because it's so close to a stand-up set. Um to the point where if I'm good at this, I'm good enough to uh, uh, become, increase my uh, uh, joke engineering muscle, you know, know which word goes, know which movement, and every move has to count. Uh, And it also, the reason why it's also linked to chess, I like to think it is because uh, before I used to just say, let me just get a strong opener and then the rest is easy. And then a really strong one at the end. But now my thought process is every move has to count, which means that every word has to count, which means that every joke has to be as powerful as the end one. So that's the sort of philosophy change. And I, I wish to maintain that through uh, chess scholarly, chess uh, education. And that, thanks to the Queen Gambit, I, I realized that. Um Favorite chess player? Uh, I love Bobby Fischer. Bobby, F- Bobby Fischer is just a crazy motherfucker. Skipped his third game with Spassky on the World Championship and then just came in and won the rest. Like, the fuck? Bobby Fischer's legit, man. First American to defeat the Russians. Uh, second is Garry Kasparov, just because he was undefeated until he got defeated by a Deep Blue. Uh, there were rumors of Bobby Fischer playing... Uh, playing uh, on online chess against a Brazilian uh, Blitz Grandmaster. He was playing Blitz against him. And uh, played eight games with him. And this Blitz Grandmaster uh, lost all eight games. 
and he said that every opening that this person uh, played was different and set up a new position and I lost eight times uh, which seems like Bobby Fischer sort of thing it's definitely Bobby Fischer because I, there's an interview of him um, there's an interview of him uh, later on in a plane in Malaysia or something where he justifies why he hates chess because it became repetitive we have to study openings and theory and all that shit theory by the way is just sort of theorizing certain positions uh, it's not like a E equals MC squared. Well, kind of, but you, you get what I mean. Um, so he said it's no longer creative. All you have to do is just study, 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 and there's no creativity to it. And I, I hate chess. I hate chess. And then, so he was all, he was all about, like, his argument was that it's no longer creative. They're at the core of it. And uh, for someone to be a chess champion, you have to, you have to um, just study all the old games but I kind of disagree with him because Magnus Carlsen who this year or last year just created his own fucking opening and won so that's the number one and that's the flagship of the current chess community so I don't know I really don't know I, I disagree with him but I'm just highlighting the thought process and to further prove that those were eight games against Fisher because they were all creative to an extreme measure where the moves weren't predictable by a by a blitz GM uh, by a blitz champion in Brazil I think um, and he lost 8 times and it was also further proved when uh, he texted him on uh, the uh, sort of chat available on the, one of the websites and uh, on the chess website at the time, it's not chess.com it's some old one uh, and he said 1970 and Fisher without and this guy without a second typed in uh, typed in the name of player that he played in 1970 oh no no it was the opposite the guy uh, typed in a name of a player that uh, Bobby Fisher played in 1970 and then Fisher replied with 1970 without without even a second he just replied uh, not even looking for 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 it and uh, for him to, and even if it wasn't if you think it wasn't why would he directly associate it to Bobby Fischer you get what I mean you get what I mean unless he's like highlighting a game but but it wasn't that well known of a game so so it's not uh, only Fischer would know or a chess uh, chess uh, scholar would know so yeah. That's my journey for chess. Um, I'm heading to uh, a bringer gig uh, after this, but I'm not performing. I'm I'm being the uh, plus one for my friend Ramon, who I met on my last gig at Nice and Spiky, which went fucking amazing. Um, a great way to end quarantine. That gig was beautiful for me. Um, I'm not going to do gigs until I finish with these essays. I've got like three, uh, 3,000 word essays left. And uh, I don't think a gig focusing is going to help out. Uh, lessons from uh, half term of year two for, of uni. Uh, yeah, don't fucking slack. Uh, organize yourself every day. Do something. Organize to the fullest. Uh, work. In terms of work, I only recommend two days uh, of work. The rest of weekdays is just commit to shit. 
I'm, as you can see, I'm barely handling it. I just missed the podcast episode. Uh, uh, you know. So, uh, yeah, just focus. Uh, and uh, the way I, I'm starting is I'm waking up at 7, consistent with it. And I just, uh, uh, I write, I revise, and now I'm going to incorporate chess into it somehow. Just because, you know, I don't want to waste time, you know, that whole thing. So, yeah, Queen's Gambit, great show. Mandalorian, great show. Uh, I'm watching The Clone Wars, and Clone Wars was sick. That first episode was insane. Yoda is a motherfucker. Uh, I haven't finished much, but uh, I finally realized what The Clone Wars is, and it's basically justifying the reason behind why um, Palpatine tried to turn Anakin into the dark side. Uh, because uh, Anakin was basically uh, the one uh, who who, there's a benefit to breaking the rules as a as a uh, as a police officer because the ones in power that are corrupt can't be effective and uh, in this case the ones in power was uh, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine and the one in power and uh, he Luke Skywalker was just basically being the uh, rule-breaking cop, and Palpatine wasn't wasn't happy with that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Palpatine is also Darth Sidious. So that's sort of a justification behind why I uh, why uh, Palpatine's trying to try to convert Anakin and uh, defeated Count Dooku and made Anakin kill Count Dooku. And that explains a lot. I only saw the, I haven't I've only seen the prequels all through uh, once, and um, I really liked them. Uh, I don't know. And then everybody's saying their shit, and then you know I'm young. Uh, the way for, for a human being to develop an opinion, uh, you get swayed sometimes when you're young and be like, "Hey, crap!" Uh, but. Um, but then uh, you're as, you know, just be honest. And uh, I really like the prequels. Uh, granted, Judge Arbinks is annoying. But overall, I kind of really I like the prequels, especially when you watch it back to back to the original trilogy. Um, it makes sense for the whole Darth Vader shit, you know? Uh, when I was a kid and watching that shit, oh, mate. And I saw Darth Vader finally just decide to throw Emperor Palpatine away into some electric motherfucker. Man. I, I I was I was satisfied. It was beautiful, and then people were pissed off that. Oh no, they put uh, the Anakin actor from 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 uh, the prequels as the Force Ghost for Luke. Which, by the way, where was where was the Force Ghost for for Anakin when Luke was fucking around? Was he there? I think he was in the in the in the last. Uh, in the, in the Last Jedi, was it called The Last Jedi? Ryan Johnson's the second one was probably the fucking... Force Awakens and the second one are great. Third one was just like, oh, we gotta patch everything. And it turns out they don't even they didn't even have an angle to uh, how they're gonna put, uh, raise the family justification. In the end, they made it like Palpatine, but they didn't have an angle towards it. Disney just wanted to sell toys, and toys they sold coming from a person who works at a toy shop. Um, yeah, Pretty much. Uh, what else? Uh, they're still audio booking the Harry Potter books. Haven't done it in two days because I've realized there's something very amazing about um, 
there's something amazing about pumping your morning with some crazy music. You know, like The Strokes, the new Abnormal, that's a good album to do in the morning. Or a specific song, like uh, Prince's Kiss. That's a beautiful song. Uh, and then when you want to calm down and eat your scrambled eggs. Uh, signature dish by Yusuf, the only dish I can cook fully. Um, uh, you know, oh, oh, and chicken breast. I can cook some meat and chicken breast. And Uncle Ben's rice. Can't fuck up Uncle Ben's rice. Um, yeah, need you to pump up in the morning and then I work, I rock, I roll. Shout out to Tyler the Creator. Um, yeah, that's life. That's how life works. Uh, I haven't been working on jokes, just working on essays. My next essay is going to be on advising a government on something, and I have to read. 10 things of 10 weeks worth of material that I didn't read early on. Um, yeah, I need to figure out a program for term two because this ain't happening. I actually didn't consult any of my of my uh, lecturers for my essay and uh, I kind of regret it. But hopefully I get to one. I hope. But who knows? Who knows? I managed to reach the writing mark this time, which was crazy. Uh, yeah. Anyways. What else? I haven't been playing video games. I've just just been focusing on this essay. This week has been boring, really. Um, apart from the cigar. And, you know, just interesting life. Interesting life. Uh, I don't know. It's just a repetition of life. Uh, your boredom is different to my boredom, man. You, your boredom could be, uh, could be, oh wow, you're making tea again. Whereas my boredom could be, oh wow, I'm sat here recording a podcast. Again, I'm joking, this isn't boring. I fucking love it. But you know, it's 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 an add to the list of uh, of things I've got to do. And uh, I do it because I love it and I love you all. And with that note, I end episode 24 of the IMO podcast. My name has been Yusuf Musa. Follow me on my Instagram, Yusuf101. Thank you. Goodbye and good night. This was the BBC. Big, big black cockroach.